Okay, so today I was watching a sermon by Pastor Mike Todd. I believe a Mother's Day special. And as I was watching a sermon with him, I couldn't help but comment on things, even though I'm fighting very hard not to comment on a lot of things and to just stay grounded and focused in God despite the distractions around me. What came up during the sermon was, you know... I believe they said that my de- the demon witch was my sister. And I've suspected that. Because as I was fighting this demon witch off of me, what they were saying was, you're stronger than her. You can be her. And it's something that, honestly, I've suspected and felt that I've always known my whole life. But I just didn't go out of my way to do it because I felt that it would have, Required for me to be somebody not myself. Like every single time she picked a fighter, every single time we would fight in different fight over different things, is as if she wanted to fight me like an enemy, and I didn't want to be the enemy to her. Regardless, that's you know not really beside the point, but that's not really necessarily the whole point. What I noticed was that recently I had a vision of us fighting and. In this vision, I won against her and my cousin who also used to, you know, jump on me all the time. And I felt the same way about her. I felt over my, over, I felt in my life that they used to connect based off of their hate and jealousy of me. And they wanted to single me out and make me feel alone. I was, I I made it through that regardless, so... Now we're here and things are looking differently. But it seems as it seems as if she is extremely, you know, jealous and has an extreme hate for me. Especially when you know, in re- more recent events and more recent, you know, things have been exposed that guys are debating between whose side they want to be on. Now, it seems that it's Tupac and NBA Youngboy. And NBA Youngboy is supposed to be so much like Pac that they a lot of times have the same opinions on a lot of different things. So they they jump back and forth between whose side they're on. Sometimes they're on my side and they're defending me when I say certain things. And other times they're on her side defending her when she says certain things. It feels like NBA Youngboy is saying that he's on my side because I never did nothing to nobody and I didn't deserve this. And he's on her side because he, you know, respects the way that she does things or goes about things or the reasons that she has for things, regardless if she's wrong or not. Or maybe he agrees that she may not be wrong. So there was a thing that happened where all I know was like I was just singing the gospel and just trying to focus on God. And she just started trying to sing the gospel with me and start, you know, you know, I guess in a way, somehow acknowledging that everything outside of everything else, any competition or any real reason that or any real beef that I have with you, you know, it's not really about that. It's probably just about her demeanor, her attitude and her believing that she can't just beat me. And she can't. And I don't think that she can accept that. And she believes that the evidence of our life is 
the reason why she, you know, is confident that she can beat me and that I cannot win. And so now it's this whole big battle about who can win. And I never wanted it to be a competition. I never wanted to have to prove that I can win over her because I don't feel that we should be enemies, you know. But it is always funny how, you know, you always wonder who your arch nemesis would be when you grow up hearing about arch nemesis and enemies and stuff like that. I never had an enemy, but I guess I always did. And her, she made me her enemy, and I never saw her as one. So, you know, or maybe I did, but I just didn't want her to be my enemy. So maybe they respect the fact that she's admitting it or something like that. That's what they always say. At least she admits it. At least she's honest about it. And it's like, why why would you think that I'm not being honest about this? You think that I'm somehow hiding and saying that she's not my enemy and she's not this because I'm afraid of her or because that. You know, I believe that, you know, if I admit that she's my enemy, somehow I'm going to have to start fighting her and make her competition. But no one wants to be competition with her. You know, if she wants to be competition with me, then that's the issue. And that's what I'm saying. My mindset and my demeanor is you shouldn't be my enemy. You shouldn't be my competition. And you're not competition to me. You know, I won't make you competition no matter how much you want to decide that in yourself. I won't let you decide that for me. And so somehow that makes me look like I'm weak or scared because I won't let her decide for me who I will make my enemy or who I will compete with. I've never competed with anyone in my life. I've never had an enemy in my life. And I won't make I won't let you decide that for me. Like if I ever I'm not ruling out the the possibility of me one day having one. But if I ever find myself having an enemy or a competition with anyone, I will not ever let anyone else decide that for me. You decided to be my enemy and you decided to be my competition. The only time that's ever validated is if I confirm that you are that for me. So oftentimes, every single time I'm around you or any single time I'm even considered inside of your conversation or in your mind, you're considering me as competition and as an enemy and you you need for me to confirm that for you so that you can say, okay, game on. No, game off. You're not my enemy. And you know what? To be quite honest with you, I want to be honest. Like, I believe that I don't ever, I would never make anybody my competition or my enemy in life. I don't even want to have to do that. I think that's something I decided with God. But I'm not ruling out the possibility that one day I may actually encounter someone who I feel is actually competition or an enemy to me. And I may behave in that way. But you deciding to be my enemy is not all you're not automatically filling the position. I did not hire you. You know, so it's like the frustration is everybody wants to say this is your enemy. This is your competition. Fight her. Look at all that she's doing to you. Look at all that she's, you know, Look at everything that she goes about and everything that she, you know, does to you, everything she says to you, everything that she's sabotaging for you. And I'm, I just don't see her as an enemy. I just don't see her as competition. And you know what? When it comes down to me ever seeing someone as competition or as an enemy, there's a lot of things that I would consider. There's a lot of things that I would actually feel that, you know, would fit the, the bid for that. And you don't fit it. You don't. Because my enemy or my competition maybe would be someone who wouldn't want to be an enemy or competition to me. That's number one. Who would love people regardless. Who would actually just be super great and talented. Who wouldn't go out of their way to sabotage. 
not saying that she's not super great and talented because I believe that she is and can be. But a lot of times I feel that she undermines herself by believing that she has to compete with me in order to be as great as she is. And that's someone I think my competition will probably be someone who acknowledges that as well. Just because you're as great as you are. And I can acknowledge that you're as great and I want you to be as great as you want as you can be. And I want because I want good, clean competition. I just want good, clean competition. I don't want anybody who will backdoor me, who will secretly hate me, who will go behind my back and sabotage me, who would do everything in their power to destroy my destiny. I want competition that would never have to do that and still be right there with me. You feel as if competition is hindering me from my destiny and getting to where I want and hating me. I don't compete in that way. You will never be competition if you're operating in hate. That's what I'm saying. If you operated in love and you wanted me to be everything I wanted to be and you stepped out of the way of that and you allowed that to happen on its own and you did nothing to sabotage that in any way, then maybe then you'd be competition to me. And that is not a you know, slight to you. I'm just saying you should be as great as you are regardless of consideration of me at all. Unless you're considering a beautiful future or destiny for myself. And anyone who disagrees with that is also a hater or jealous or operating in hate. And so I have no choice but to believe that anyone who agrees with you or sides with you also operates in hate. Period. And if they side with me, I would say that, you know, maybe... You can see, you have it in you to recognize the love. And so I have to give you a credit for that. You know, I have to give you a credit for having it in you to oper- to be able to even recognize operating in love and seeing it from my perspective. But you encouraging anything of that nature in that way, I feel that is, you know, I feel like you're a punk. You're a punk for that. You're just a punk for that. You are. You know, everybody loves a good fight. But in reality, the real fight or the real, you know, battles are usually won when you're not ever considering anyone else but just your best. So what does it mean when you have someone that's constantly obsessed with your progress, constantly obsessed with your, you know, next move or whatever it is that you do. I think that that's an admission that they believe that you can beat them. And so that so then you've already won. I already won as soon as you started to believe that you couldn't be everything that you could be without me in the picture. I already won. And I was just trying to get you to see that because I believe that you can be everything that you can be without my destiny or everything I could be into consideration. And by then, I probably would have thought in my in my head, like, hey, you maybe could beat me because you're not always worried about me being my best. You would step out of the way. No, you would actually make a way and help me and be a helping hand or a, a, a step ladder for me to get wherever I need to be. And you would never be intimidated by who I could be in life. That means that you're real competition. No one who would ever try and kick the ladder out from underneath you will ever be competition to you. Because real, because cheaters never win. They only cheat themselves. And if you really got it, 
if you truly have it. You just do you. And another thing I do not appreciate is anyone who encourages that. You see that someone does things this way. You see that someone feels like these type of things are okay. You see that someone like to cheat to win and you think, oh, I like that. I like that. It makes it interesting. No, it doesn't. That's not interesting. You're hateful. You're hateful, period. That's hate in your heart. And I'm going to call you out for it too, which is going to make you choose that person's side. And you think I didn't notice it. Every single time I call you out for the hate in your heart that you got in common with that person, you run over to defend them. And you somehow want to provoke me to be in competition with that individual because you agree with that. I don't agree with none of that. I don't appreciate none of it. We could all win. Whoever said it was in space for everybody. And I don't care what you say or how you see it. You a liar. You're full of it. You want to see, you know... This fight happened for multiple reasons. On this end, you believe in me. You believe the fact that I would never see her as competition or the fact that I would never even want to, you know, compete with her in that way makes me a winner already. But you like, you're jealous of that. Because maybe you have something in common with that individual or you're just so hateful in your heart that it goes so deep that you're thinking to her, I just want to see you lose because how hateful you are and all the things that you do to sabotage her behind her back. I want her to realize it and I want her to finally beat you and I want you to look stupid and finally suffer. And so therefore you're just wrong on both sides because you're supposed to be forgiving and you're supposed to love them anyways and you're supposed to encourage them in the right direction and you don't love them if you're encouraging any type of behavior that will lead to their demise. But you're over there supporting them as if you love them or actually, as if you actually ever wanted them to win. You're wrong. But the fact of the matter is, we all make mistakes. None of us is perfect. We all have flaws. It is what it is. And I think this is the process of realizing that. This is the process of making those wrongs right. This is the process of becoming our best selves but in this process we should never be in competition with each other but only in competition with the things that's really trying to stop us and hinder us when we're too busy fighting each other we can never fight what's really fighting us satan because i can't say it's this world i can't say it's these messed up you know societal standards i can't say It's all these different things in the world that never want to see us win. That's the real competition. But the real competition is Satan. Hate. The hate you got in your heart. The hate that you don't want to let go because you believe it's a friend. You comfort it. You cater to it. You're catering to that hate because you got pride and ego. And vanity and arrogance. You feel you need it. And I'm trying to let that go. And so anybody's standing in the way of that because they're intimidated by who I will become because when I drop the pride, when I drop the ego, when I drop the vanity, when I drop the arrogance, when I drop the hate, you are never going to be competition to me. The real competition is probably on your own side. Not the opposite. So whoever said love ever had to compete with hate anyways... 
Because the real fact is love always wins. We all know that. God is love. He always wins. He never loses. He never lost a battle ever. So you, you've already lost and you know it. So what is this point? What is the point of this? The point of this is to somehow get clout off of love's name. Get clout off of my name when I operate in love. Every single time her name brought up, I got to have my name in it too. No matter what it looked like my name is involved in or what, what you know, area or category I fall up underneath. I just want my name associated with theirs because I know that they're great. See, you think that you are better because you can admit that you hate me, but I believe that I don't believe I'm better, but I know that it's going to be better. It's always going to be better when I can admit that I want you to win regardless of how much you hate me. So why are we talking about admitting that? Because you will never want to admit that. You will never want to admit, I think you're so great. I think you can make it, you know. I think you're awesome and you encourage and inspire me in so many different areas. I would love for you to win because I know you look great doing it. You would never want to say that. Why wouldn't you? You know, it's always so much better on this side. It feels so much better. It's joy. It's peace. It's love. Yeah, you don't get to curse somebody out. You don't get to fight somebody. You don't get to exert power over them in a way where... You're making them feel down about themselves. You're making them feel like they lost something. But who said that was? that's what defines winning? And when you have to win in that way, you're hindered. You're hindered by Satan and he knows it. And so me choosing not to fight you, I'm choosing not to allow Satan to win in either one of our lives. And you don't want to accept that. You want to let Satan use you. You probably hear Satan talking to you, telling you everything I said. And you'd be like, so what? I agree with him. I like the way Satan does things. That's the problem. I noticed that from the jump. And I said, I don't. So that's what it is. That's really what it is. It's like you agree with Satan. I don't agree with him. You know, you say... You know what, if it ever come down to this or that, I'm going to choose Satan. And I never would. When it come down to this or that, you know what, I just have to lose then. If that's what losing is. Because I really will have won. And that's what we're facing right now. When it comes down to it, it's like, you know, all those things that bother you. All those things that irritated you. All those things that got on your nerves or really struck a nerve with you in different times. You're going to have to let that win. And so I'm battling, letting that go. And I'm choosing to let it go. But if I had decided, no, I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it win. And so therefore, I give up. You know, by then Satan has won. But as I said, you know, this is also why I choose God. Because... I am battling a lot of those different things inside of myself on so many different levels. If I accept you as competition, I will never reach different heights and different levels where I'll meet other individuals who may be considered as competition. Because I've always decided that you are. There's people bigger and better than you. There's always going to be that. You're never going to be the biggest and best out here. God's always going to be the biggest and best out here. 
So when you have when you accept God, when you choose God, you have to let all that go. And then he places you in rooms with different people who actually do match up to the different qualities that you have on that level. And you have to sharpen your skills in order to become better, your best self. They challenge you in the right ways. Why would I still be so focused on this when I can have that? And you've already cheated and lost when you decided that I still want to be focused on this. I don't care. I ain't letting this go. I ain't letting you win. I ain't giving up on that. I can't stand to see that. I don't want to have that happen. I'm going to do everything in my power to stop that instead of doing everything in your power to have this. You know? And as I said before, a lot of times you're going to int- you're going to be introduced to instigators. A lot of times you're going to be introduced to a lot of people who just want to see that. Oh, I see it. I see the, you know, I see the chemistry. I see the, you know, the fire between them. I want to see somebody win. And it's like, why can't we both win? You know, Instead of seeing the different things that contrast between us, how about seeing the comparisons? Or maybe you don't even have to compare at all. Maybe you could just see what makes us, when you contrast things, why don't you go ahead and talk about all the different things that make us great in our own separate ways and want us to win separately instead of competing us against each other? Why does it always have to be a fight to the death? Only one can win. Who said that? We can all win. But when I say that, everybody just say I'm a punk. You scary. You just don't want to fight them. I don't have to fight them. Now, what do we look like when we got a table full of food, but we all fighting over a plate? You got a plate setting right here. You want to fight them over their plate? What sense do that make? I'm not about to sit up here and fight you over your plate just because it looked better on you. When I got a plate right here. That can look better on me as long as I accept my plate. And nobody wants to talk about this stuff. Because acknowledging that is acknowledging things inside of themselves that they weren't willing to give up. It is what it is. I got to acknowledge it. I got to accept it because you ain't my only battle. You're not my only battle. My family's not my only battle. This world is not my only battle. Satan is not my only battle. There are so many different battles in this world. And it's selfish to focus in on one of them. And not consider the possibilities of others. It's selfish. You don't know what God put you out here to accomplish or to to tackle. You don't know why God placed that fire or whatever it is that you have inside of you. You so focused and so hindered and so you know, delayed by something, you can't even get to what God has for you. And that's selfish. That's unfair because this world probably needs you. It probably has so many different things out here that it needs your attention on. It needs that fire for it. But you're focusing on different things. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to keep you so caught up on something else that you can never move forward to what you really are meant to do. And you would never have been able to even dream or imagine what you are meant to do. And that's something I was also talking about earlier when I was re- when I was watching Great Gatsby. I was watching Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby for information. And what I found was people 
who focus in on a certain thing and don't want to move forward or grow past it are scared. You're really scared. Bravery is saying whatever it is out there, I want to be able to take it on. So let me do whatever I can to focus on being my best self. So if I ever encounter any possible situation, understanding that every situation exists, I will be able to handle that. I will be in a mindset where I won't run away scared. When you're so focused on one thing, you won't move forward to the next. You're afraid of what you possibly can have or where you can be. That's what it is. But if you have something that you want to focus on so much, put it in a place where it doesn't hinder you from growing in other areas. Put it in a place where you can still tend to that. You give it just enough attention. And only God can ever make things get things done so perfectly. So you're going to need God to categorize it so that you can move forward in any other area without allowing that to hinder your work in other places. So... Something else I noticed. We were singing together. Gospel. I think that was acknowledgement. I'm not necessarily with Satan. And I'm not necessarily against you. I just think that I'd win. I just think that I'm better. Or whatever. Or I don't like you or whatever you say. I don't know what what you said because I just never really hear that part. But... All I know is we started singing together. When we started singing, I felt this 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 pull, this tug, and it felt like Satan, it felt like the enemy. It felt like dark energy pulling on me, tugging on me, trying to make me feel like, oh my gosh, she's so irritating. And she always does this. And this is who she's always been. And oh my gosh, she's trying to get in my way. And she's doing that on purpose. And she's trying to be funny. And it really bothers me. But instead, I said, you know what? Block all that out, though. Be able to win with her. Be able to fight alongside her. Be able to put everything to the back of whatever. Be able to toss all that to the side and move forward. And as soon as I tried to, so many different things start tackling me. For a second, I was able to do that and move forward. And then I was distracted. And I'm not trying to make excuses because overall it will be an excuse when you're accepting every challenge that God throws at you. But regardless, you know, I was willing, you know, to accept that and sing alongside her and have her there. And immediately that's when they said, no, see, that is what you have. She can't do that. Who who gave you the judge seat to determine what it is that I have? Because I already know what I have. And I already know the truth. And I already know that you're not willing to admit it in a lot of areas. Because you also share that same jealousy for me. And you think I'm stupid. You think I'm dumb. And the fact of the matter is, I guess I would have to acknowledge that different qualities inside of yourself where you side with me. I appreciate, and so I'm not opposed to cutting you all the way off, too. But that's the point. When it comes to a lot of people in this world, it's going to be things you love and things that you hate. The Bible says there is a time for love and a time for hate. And so I'm trying to accept what comes with all of that. I'm trying to be able to operate in an environment regardless of the competition, regardless of 
the things that you don't like about somebody, you can still move forward and be your best self. I'm trying to learn how to hone that. I'm tr- I'm trying to learn how to be my best self at that. My whole life, it felt like I've been getting that warning. You can't run away from the things that you don't like. You're always going to end up in an environment with someone who you disagree with. You have to be able to focus and fight and operate at your best, regardless of who you have to operate or work with. Even if they team you up and this person is your worst enemy or so-called your worst enemy, just your contrast in every way. Still be able to be your best self and prevail regardless. Oftentimes, it affects me that I see that a lot of people around me are, you know, entertained by the idea or the thought of this being a battle, a competition, or, you know, whatever. And then I had to one day realize, well, God even saw fit. Because in my prophecy, what he showed me was a demon witch that controlled millions of people and was just very wicked, was just very evil, was just very set, was just very focused on destruction. Was no real reason why. It wasn't because they hated me per se. It wasn't because they just, you know, had jealousy for the things that I was, even though that they, it was all of that. It just wasn't those reasons. The real reason was because deep down, when you get to the root of everything, they just wicked. They're just evil. They can't be saved. It don't even matter the reason they said they did it for. I hate you because you this. No, it don't matter. When it come down, when you trickle it all the way down to the real reason is just because you're wicked. Because we can disprove that any of that stuff even matters. You still want to be who you are. You just who you are. You're wrong. You're evil. You just walk. You just, it's not even that you love being wicked, it's just that you are. And I've, you know, had a lot of times to think about this individual's demeanor. I said, so, do they feel that they will win? No, not necessarily. They know that they won't win. They're just wicked. So, is it, you know, that they want the things that I have? They don't even really necessarily care about having it, wanting about having the things that you have. They just want to destroy and sow discord and calamity. Is it that, you know, they, you know, want to be God? They know they can't be. They know that. So when it comes down to it, it ain't even about that. It's just the fact that they're wicked and they're destructive. And so they just have to go. And not necessarily only because they're wicked and destructive, but mostly because they never had a place anyways. They're meaningless. They're leading a meaningless life when you sow discord and destruction and calamity with no real reason why. You just want to be wicked and you just want to be destructive. You have no place here. You have no real position no real power no real anything the only way to be meaningful in this life is to first put God first and operate in love if you do not operate in love you're meaningless because when you trickle it down to the real reason why you do things it's always going to be just because I want to and what real reason is that 
just because I feel like it. Who respects that? Who can respect that? Now, I'm not bettering you. Because without God, if you trickle down all my actions and everything that I do, it probably will be just because I want to. Just because I feel like it. No real reason why. Meaningless. God makes me meaningful. God puts meaning in my life. God is the only meaning in my life. I am nothing without God. And people who cannot admit that or submit to that are meaningless. Period. And there's people who are okay with that. You tell them you're leading a meaningless life. You're going nowhere because you have no real meaning to anything that you do or anything that you choose. And they say, I don't care. Of course, they're meaningless. Be meaningful. Make it count. What is the point of being here? If you're lucky, you're blessed 80 to 120 years and you did nothing. You had no real reason for nothing that you did. Everything that you did meant nothing. Nothing at all. What is the point of that? How can you be proud of that? And you call yourself having pride. Being vain or being arrogant. And there's no meaning behind any of it. What is the point? That is what drives me. That's what kind of light the fire in my soul. Because if you have no meaning here, then why are you here? You shouldn't exist. That means goodbye. You're meaningless. Go. No one keeps things for no reason unless they're meaningless too. So besides all that, I also want to add that nothing that God has created on this earth is really meaningless. So you still have meaning, but the things that you focus on or the path that you've chosen is meaningless, which means there's still hope for you, which means they're going to keep fighting for you, which means I feel like you belong, but whatever else it is that doesn't, doesn't. It should just go. That's how I feel. So I didn't even recognize fully, although I always knew. I didn't even fully recognize deep inside myself that that's what drives each and every single last decision I make, whether I know it or not. Whether I'm choosing a biscuit or eggs in the morning for breakfast. It all trickles back down to the meaningful. It's meaningful because it's in God. And if you, if you choose God, you don't have to worry about anything you do ever being meaningless. Unless it has to go too. In the process of making you who you will be in God. So... I started to notice that when God showed me I was a demon hunter and that I love my job. I have everything I could ever want in God. I've always known it. But I never even waste time. Not even waste time. It's never a waste of time. Nothing with God is a waste. But I never even spent so much time enjoying the different things that God has blessed me with. Because I'd rather be out here fighting for the people or fighting for the things that that should be, that could be in God. I'd, I'd rather be out here fighting for God's kingdom. 
No, I don't believe my sister. I mean, I've suspected it, but I don't know if I really truly believe that my sister is a demon witch. Reason why? Because she's not meaningless. I agree with that. I agree that she is not meaningless. She has a lot of different talents and a lot of different things about herself that she could definitely embark on and be great in. But she just has to decide to actually lead a meaningful life. Just like all of us. And fight for that instead of fighting for these meaningless things. Just like all of us. And anyone who ever encourages her in any direction that's opposite of that do not care about her. Oftentimes I'm trying to get her to realize that but she sees me as an enemy so she won't hear it from me. Other people she'll hear it from. But we all have to make our own decisions and our own choices in life. And as I was fighting this this demon off of me, demon witch, whatever, they said, you can beat her. You have it in her, have it in you to beat her. And always my whole life, every time we fought, it was always a tussle and it feels like she get over. But it always felt like I just had that extra pull of strength that I, could, that I was not using, that I could have been using and I would have won. I, I could have always won. I've always could have, I've always had it in me to win. So what's stopping me? And I think that that's something I recognize today. It's like really oftentimes what they're discussing is the thing that's stopping you. You, If you have it in you to win and everybody realizes and knows know when you have it in you to win and everybody realizes and knows that you could and would ultimately win, then why aren't you winning? Why won't you just win and get it out the way? Well, I will tell you that myself that I always felt like our fights were meaningless. I always felt like the things we were fighting about meant nothing. I always felt like there's not no real reason to win. And when I ever get the opportunity or the real reason to win, if I ever get it because I'm not looking for it or searching for it like you are every time. If I ever get the real reason or the real time, the real opportunity to win, then you know I'm going to show up. It's not there for no reason. But the issue is that you want me to show, you want me to make it show up for meaningless things in order to prove that I'm also meaningless because you choose to be. No. If I have the extra pull, maybe I can use it to pull you out of meaningless things. Who knows what it's capable of? Who knows what that extra pull is? And just because I ever beat you, it's not an indication I can beat the whole world. I think that's also something that's disconnected in your mind. You believe that if you beat me, you can beat the whole world. And that's also an admission that you believe I can beat the whole world. And I don't necessarily feel that's true. Even if you're acknowledging that and it somehow feel true or seem true, I would never accept that as truth. Because the fact of the matter is you will always meet your match. Always. That's a fact. And I think that God has shown me that I'm meeting my match. But the thing about it is I will win. Does that mean I can beat the whole world? No. He didn't say I was freeing 7 billion people. He he said I was freeing millions. So that means there's still millions of people out there with the possibility of beating me. And I'm always going to acknowledge that. You cannot beat God. You cannot beat the whole world, and you don't need to get it in your head. And I don't care what you say or think. 
how you work that out in your mind, feeling like that's okay, it's not. It's not okay. Because oftentimes, this is why I would somehow agree with it in a certain way, just to a certain extent. I agree with it because it drives you to keep moving forward and be the best that you can. But what you don't ever realize is more of a hindrance than it ever is a motivation. Believing that you can beat the whole world stops you from, you know, keeps you from la- from having the humility. You lack the humility that keeps it reminding you, a reminder that you can't. And that someone may come, come around with that ability to step on you. And if you haven't been sharpening your skills because you believe that you're already big enough, bad enough, or that you've already won, you're not sharpening your skills to the best of your ability. Sharpening your skills is believing I can still be me. So let me operate, work, keep fighting as if I can still be me. When you're not sharpening your skills or at least keeping that in the back of your mind in consideration for hopes of what you can be one day, you hinder yourself. Because you feel that you've already won and you haven't. You know, unless, of course, your confidence is in God because he has already won and he always will win. And that's the only way you write with that mindset. It's too many people out here who want to have that mindset, but without God. And how does that work? And. I feel like deep inside each and every single last one of us, we know who God is. I mean, how could you ever operate in a manner that Satan operates and not know who God is when Satan knows who he is? Satan hasn't ever won in his mindset or demeanor or thought of ever wanting to beat God is what got him the biggest loss he'll ever have forever and forever and forever. He'll never win just because he felt he could win against someone who never lose. This, I feel like it's basic things I've always known my whole life, but yet still they come to play in such a manner where it feels like I'm learning them in such a way. I'm learning them for the first time. Still. After knowing my whole life. So I think that you always have to keep, even if it's just a small little flickering light inside of you, keep that demeanor. Keep that mindset, keep that thought, keep that realization inside of yourself that no matter how good you are at things, no matter how great you seem that you should be or or can be, no matter what it is that God placed in you that you believe is only unique to you, always be considerate that all situations exist. So be your best. Do everything you can to be each and every single last situation or circumstance that you may you know, encounter, but always consider the fact that you may lose regardless of how good you are. Accept that. Consider it only because that's the only real motivation, not the motivation that I'll win no matter what. So unless it's in God, of course, as I said. So I also want to say these are things that I'm battling. I'm battling these different things because I'm so confident in God that I would never lose. I could never lose in God, period. And when he showed me the prophecy of who I am 
and me ultimately winning. It was also very humbling because him saying, him even saying out of your mouth, but you will win, was acknowledgement that I could lose. Because if I couldn't lose, what would he ever have to say? I will win. So it's humbling because it means stay on your toes. You know, no matter who you are in God, no matter how obedient, no matter how perfect, no matter what he's placed inside of you, always consider the fact that you could lose a battle or you could lose a fight. You can lose. And that's also a lesson about God being perfect even in your losses. If you were to lose, that's exactly what God intended to happen. It most likely made you exactly who he intended to make you. So the losses are wins. That's the point. But on top of that, I just want to end this by saying she is not my enemy. She never will be. Nor will anybody in my family ever be my enemy. On any level. I don't care what they do. And they've probably done everything they possibly could at this point. And still are doing it. They will never be my enemy. No one I ever love will ever be my enemy. Matter of fact, I don't think anybody in this world could ever be my enemy. Satan is the enemy, but he ain't my enemy. So, it is what it is, you know. And a lot of people, they don't believe me because they don't believe in God. And just as I said... People who are willing to acknowledge who I am or even be able to be given the sight to see who I am. You have to know who God is because who I am is in God. So how you even see me? How you find me? How you know who I am when you don't know who God is? You cannot sit up here and ever try to play me like that. People out here trying to say, God ain't who he is, or God won't do this, or God is not this, or God is not that. But you know who I am, though. But you still want to fight me every day. You still, you know, keeping up what I'm doing. You still keeping track and keeping tabs on me, or you doing everything your power to be competition or a hindrance or a block in my fight. But you don't know who God is. Please, stop it. Stop it. You already lost. You already lost when you can't even admit the facts. Because the devil is a liar. God is the truth. And anytime you're operating in truth, you're operating with God. When you start living these lies, accepting them, you know, never wanting to come out of them, comfortable in them, you already lost. But you still can win because that's who God is. So this is my motivation and my drive. Every single time a lot of people just oftentimes people come with me come to me with their opinions on what I can and cannot do and it's not about proving they're wrong or feeling like I need to you know exert power over them by showing them that I can win it's about the simple fact that you may not know what you're talking about and the thing that God has placed inside of me or even if you do know what you're talking about what God has placed inside of me may be different than what he's placed inside of you. You may not be able to see what God has shown me. And so I have to do what I feel that God has shown me to do. And you're going to do whatever God showed you to do. So I'm still not going to even, you know, knock you for 
choosing the side you choose or doing the things that you do, regardless if they hurt or not, because it does hurt me. Oftentimes when I feel like you can see this, but you can't see that. Like, I want you to be able to see all of this. I want you to be able to help. If only we were on the same page in this way. Who knows how much of a force we'd be to be reckoned with. Whoever knows. Like, we could be actually operating together. But in your mind, you think, oh, you want to make friends with me because you're afraid of my power. And it's like, or maybe I want to make friends with you because I'm not afraid of it. You know, who knows, you know, I think that if you can't make friends with someone who you may possibly be intimidated by, then you may be afraid of their power. But it's always two sides of seeing everything. And, you know, that's so amazing about what God is doing in my life right now. He's exposing all that I couldn't see, but also exposing all that I did. So we're all growing past it. We're all growing into who we're destined to be. And I've been told way too many different times, different people around me, they may not be able to ever accept who I will be in God. They may not ever even encourage or 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 allow that, you know, so maybe they can't be there. Who knows? But I will say that I'm also questioning lately the different people who may be a part of my future somehow agreeing with or accepting behavior from from different individuals of my past that have that you know have contributed to hindering me from getting to where I will one day be and who and to where I am now how can you agree with that be but be a part of my future but at the same time we have to accept and understand that even the losses are wins in God and sometimes people can recognize that and acknowledge that but never when it's them that's also something that's really tricky. Never when it's you. But it's okay. God has shown me that, you know, right now, and this is not everybody in the world, and this was such a blessing about it because, you know what, actually, no, scratch that. God says come out of the world, and so is everybody in the world. And they're not jealous of me. They're jealous of him. And the anointing he's placed on my life. He's using me as a vessel. I'm chosen. And because they see all that he's trying to do in me, they do everything in their power to stop and keep that from happening. They can't. But the only time I'll ever be wrong is if I ever lose sight of who he is in my life. Number one, period. So that's that's the real battle. And this is why I'm not included in a lot of the conversations. And you know what? They start off laughing at you. They start off treating you like you're nothing, like you're not worth anything, like you're never, like you're not even a threat. They still show up, though. They still show up. And if they show up, that is a test to how they really feel. Because it's a lot of different places they could be. They'd rather be there. That's number one. So I've noticed it. I've seen it. And as I said, on so many different levels, so many people told me I never make it to where I make where I made it, but God never did. 
Matter of fact, when I would agree with people and say that I don't think I could ever see myself being there, God told me I could. He showed me He showed me I could be something that nobody ever around me could ever teach or show me to be. That I may have never even had the ability or the capacity or the knowledge or the intelligence or the whatever in order to get myself into a room where I could even learn to be something in, of that magnitude. God is showing and giving me everything that I need. He believes in me when no one else does. And so therefore, I will never listen to another person whoever opposes what God says or agrees with. And you know, you still got to be careful because God has given me the spirit of wisdom and discernment. And so what comes along with that is people who will say that they agree with your destiny, but they just don't agree with the different tactics or different things that you're using to get there. And God has already shown you what you have to do to get there. And so you understand that they really don't agree with your destiny. They're just doing everything in their power, even if they do agree with your destiny, to keep you from getting there or to create another hindrance or roadblock on the path. So be aware of people. Accept them too. Because you just never know why God placed them in your path. It might be the very person sent to sabotage or incriminate or hinder or block you from getting to where God intends for you to be that will actually get you right in the door. So embrace it because, hey, I'm still going to be me. That's all you got to know who you are in God. That's why you have to put him first because he will help you discern between how to behave around these different individuals. This is what I've been praying for years Lord, show me how to behave around different individuals that I don't disagree with. I mean, excuse me, that I don't agree with. Because I don't want to, you know, miss an opportunity because of the different individuals who are trying to get me to miss an opportunity. Show me how to be able to operate and still carry myself in the same environment as them. Meaning, we could be locked in the same bubble. And you doing everything in your power to burst that bubble. And I can still make it. It is what it is. That's what I want. But when it comes down to it, you know, as I said, you know, these will be the same people to walk you right up to your destiny. Satan, he did everything in his power to sabotage Christ. He had the same Pharisees and scribes that preached the same scriptures that spoke of his return that spoke of his whole entire life not even able to see he was the messiah he had the same pharisees and scribes that were supposed to support christ and that were supposed to lead people to him leading people away he had the same pharisees and scribes that claimed to be moses's disciples bearing false witness against christ he had the same people that he was sent to save you know, brutalizing him, beating him, whipping him, nailing nailing him through his hands and his feet to a cross and leaving him there to die. And every single last thing that he did to sabotage or hurt Christ led Christ right into his purpose and destiny here on earth. To forgive each and every single last one of our sins. To die on a cross for the forgiveness of each and every single last one of our sins. And because of everything that Satan did to lead him to his demise. Led to his own. Because as soon as Christ was crucified on that cross. He beat death and he crushed Satan's head. And Satan has never been whatever it is. He never. He just never wins. 
So, that being said, let your enemies do whatever they're going to do. Just like Jesus says, love your enemies. Allow them to steal from you. Allow them to take from you. Allow them to sabotage you. Allow them to bear false witness against you. Allow them to persecute you because he has overcome all of these things so that you can. You are forgiven when you make mistakes so you have nothing to worry about. And keep fighting. Never let go of God because ultimately that's the only key you will ever really have to all of these many different locks on life. You have the keys in God. And God has been telling me constantly lately, you have the keys, you have the keys, you have the keys. It's unlocked for you. The door is locked for the other people. Other people walk up to that door, they're like, it's locked, you can't go in. Check that door. Just because it's locked for them don't mean it's locked for you. You have the keys. It's important for you to be yourself. Be yourself. Do not be a follower. Do not be a follower. Choose God because if you're going to be a follower, be his follower. If you're going to look down for anybody, look down for God. If you're going to be made fun of, what you're going to be made fun of anyways, be made fun of for God. If you're going to be played, be played for God. If you're going to be stepped on, be stepped on for God. Cursed out, laughed at, kill, do it all for God because that's the only time it ever mean anything. So... That's where I'm at. I see a lot of different people don't necessarily agree with that. They can't let go of certain things. And, you know, a lot of times people, even when they do agree with it, they're just not willing to allow God to place me in a position that I am meant to be in a leadership. Or other times, you know, they may agree with it, but it's still difficult to get them where they should be, you know, regardless of anything. Keep going. Keep fighting for God. Don't ever let nobody make you doubt him. Because I am a living testimony. I am a living testimony and testament to God's miracles. And who God is. He's showing up in such a manner that I never dreamed I could have ever experienced in my whole ghetto life. My life was so ghetto. I never would have thought I'd ever see Jesus Christ in the flesh show up in the presence to me. I didn't think I even deserved that type of stuff. So here we are. Jesus is showing up to me. God is showing up in my presence. And he's showing me to behave in such a manner. I would have never in my life ever found myself in a place of. And there's so many people around me who are like, snap out of it. Wake up. You're not yourself. What's going on? What's wrong with you? You are so weird right now. Like, we can't even talk to you. This is why we can't be around you. And people are disowning me but it's okay because God never does and certain times you know just for just for confirmation I'll test different things I'll just maybe just participate in a little bit of the behavior that I was participating in before just start behaving in the way that I was behaving before around these people and they'll say there you are see I knew you'd be back I knew you would understand I knew you wasn't like that. I knew that was just a show or an acting. You really just such a good actor. Who could who could act? Who could act this well? Who can make this stuff up? You see this stuff for yourself. You just don't want it to be true. And I do. We're not on the same page. It's okay, cause I'm gonna move forward. 
I'm going to move forward with or without you. And it's hard. It's tough. People will try and guilt you for that, too. You ready to let me go? You ready to give up on me? You ready to forget about me? You don't care about me? It's hard for me to let you go, but you got to go. Because my future, it does not change. If you can't, if you don't want to be in it, you just can't be in it. 